You're listening to the second edition of the brand new Bitachon series. And we're going to continue our discussion of the Altar of Novartic's Shita of Bitachon without his Shtadlis, Bitachon without needing to do any efforts. And I want to, uh, again, stress the importance of learning and understanding this Shita, this understanding of reality, because while it's true that the main Shita, the, the generally accepted opinion when it comes to Ishtadlis is that we're supposed to do some kind of efforts. We're supposed to create some kind of Kli, some vessel for God to manifest goodness in the world. I feel that, generally speaking, as the altar holds, that there's a great danger in focusing on Ishtadlis and focusing on the efforts that we are to do. Because what can happen, what often happens, and if you look at any from Jewish magazine, it's all about the hishtalis, it's all about the efforts and all of the PR and all of those things. And it's important to know that the point of our existence, as according to the Gra, one of the one of the main focuses why we're on this earth is in order to gain a dependence on Akadash Baruch Hu, to have bitachin, to trust God. And it's impossible to trust God if we're completely trusting in ourselves, or even if we're putting in a lot of hishtalis, a lot of efforts. Rather, of course, we're supposed to minimize efforts. And so it's important to hear the other extreme, which is to do no efforts, in order to gain an understanding of what it means to truly trust in God, to truly believe that Hashem is the one who is doing everything for us. And we are just here to learn that, to recognize that, to develop that awareness. So I'm going to continue here. Kishin is bimahusabitachem. The, the altar says, when we think about the essence of what is the idea of trusting Hashem, nimsa kihitayvakfula, we see that there's a double aspect of bitachon, of trusting God. And that's why we're trying to understand why it says, there's a double language there. What are the two things? So he says there are two things, ha'achas. The first thing we're going to speak about now, we started last week, we're going to continue. There's a certain peace and serenity that a person has because he knows that all of the places that the mind can go, the, the feeling of overwhelm, the feeling of so many different details that need to be attended to and a person sometimes finds himself going in dangerous places in order to attain the things that he needs to attain his, his livelihood a person can be destroyed physically and certainly a person can be destroyed spiritually or emotionally by all the efforts that a person makes in order to attain his livelihood. So he lays down the most amazing insight, the most amazing idea, concept, which is that there's a concept that I should be focused on today. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. And this doesn't mean like a hedonistic thing. Who cares about tomorrow? We've got today. Let's, let's have fun today. You know, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that if I can, this is the level, if I can have that ability to, to recognize that I have what I need today, and I don't have to worry about tomorrow because Hashem is going to provide me with my needs tomorrow. So instead of my life being filled with worry and 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 pizera nefesh, confusion, overwhelm about how am I going to live tomorrow, if I see I have what I need today, if that's my focus and recognition, then I don't have to worry. As Mara Shashiva quotes to the Altar Navardic, and he quotes it here as well, that he used to say, I can give away all of my todays for one tomorrow. 
But what I need to do is I need to give away all of my tomorrows for today. I need to live in the present. I need to recognize that God has provided me with a roof over my head, with food on the table, with all of my needs today. And the Grah speaks also about this idea of daigas machar, of not worrying about tomorrow. How is it that I don't have to worry about tomorrow? Because I am certain that I will get all of my needs without having to turn around all of these different efforts doing with this thing. If I contact this person and I contact another person and I put out this ad and I do this PR and I'm seen on Facebook and I'm seen this, all of these things are not necessary. I don't have to be so involved in worry and thinking, how am I going to succeed? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one, if I trust in Him truly, and we'll learn how to do that, we'll speak about that, we'll, because how do we attain this? But let's hear the idea first. And the, the work, and the hard efforts, and a life of falsehood and trickery. A person who trusts in God does not need anything. He doesn't have to run after people in order to get them to be convinced or to flatter them. He doesn't have to move from his way, right? There's a big danger. If I'm always trying to flatter people, always trying to impress people, always trying to get on their good side so they'll do me a favor. So the danger is that I'm going to have to give up my principles, what I know is right, what I know is true. A person who has trust in Hashem doesn't have to give up anything of his principles. He doesn't give up his opinion for a bowl of lentils, as we know that Esav did with Yaakov. A person closes his mind, turns off all the thinking, turns off all the questions, turns off all of the worries about all of the issues in his life. He is for sure, he's certain that he won't be missing anything. He will have his needs. The person who trusts in God, so he goes along with serenity. His soul is serene. When it comes to all the things that he needs in his physical existence, his understanding is clear. He knows for certain that he can't add on to or subtract that which his Creator has decreed for him, even as much as a hair's breadth. Even if there will be an emergency in the world, a time of emergency, it won't touch his heart. It won't, it won't make him nervous. Right? There's stories where Shashiva tells about how the altar of Novartic, he lived there in the, the, world, the First World War. It was at the, the end of his life was immediately after World War II, World War I, I'm sorry. And a person would travel by train. They would walk into the train and there would be people there, there would be soldiers there, it would be very difficult, it would be very scary. And so so he would get on the train with his students, and he tells a story about they got on the train, and they walked into the car, and there was all of these soldiers all around, and they were very, it, it was a sight which would ordinarily cause someone to be afraid. And his student was acting afraid, and he said, you're afraid, there's nothing to be afraid of. And he took his pipe, and he walked over to the guy who had the most... Um, all of the different things on his on his lapel, all of the awards for his bravery, etc. He walked over to me and said, excuse me, and he pulled out his pipe and he said, Can, will you light my pipe, please? And the guy said, sure, and he pulled out a match, he lit his pipe. 
The idea is when a person has bitachon, when a person has true trust in God, there's nothing to be afraid of, even in a time of danger. He won't be afraid for his own personal circumstances, and his heart won't shake. Because he is certain, he has amazing bitachon trust in God that nothing can happen to him. No, no bad thing can happen to him unless. It was nigzer min unless it was decreed from heaven. So what happens, such a person walks along in the world with amazing self-assuredness. And of course, it's not because he's self-assured, but it's because he trusts in God. He's happy with what he has. He's not worried. He has no sadness. There's no depression. It's only possible to be sad, to be depressed, because a person feels like they don't have what they need, they didn't get what they wanted. But if a person recognizes that they have everything they need, it's, it's so amazing, it's possible to, to look at one's life and to be so worried about the future, so worried about what they're not going to have, that they don't notice that I have everything that I need right now. So the altar is saying it's an amazing thing because the Gra, in speaking about Bitachon, speaks about the, the twins or the, the sister concepts of Bitachon and Histapkos. Bitachon means I trust God, and as we're speaking about here, it's tr- possible to trust God and expect that I will get what I want, or I will get w- what I need, perhaps even what I want. We'll have more of a discussion about that perhaps in the future. But Histapkos means, and it's, it's not the same concept, and, but it's something that he's mentioning here. Histavkus means that I that I recognize that I have everything that I need. And I as I understand it, so the idea of histavkus means that when I'm in that space where I recognize that I have what I need, I'm in a humble space, I'm in a humble place. And as a result of being in that place, in that, that mental and emotional and spiritual place, so then what comes along with that is that God grants me beyond just what I have right now, and I merit to have an even higher level, a great, a greater level. The example I'd like to give you is I, I often find myself on Fridays going shopping for Shabbos, and uh, often I'll be looking for the shortest line to get on as as it's time to get to the checkout counter. And I always, I shouldn't say always, but ordinarily I find that the line that I choose is the longest line it ends up being the longest line the there's something wrong with the paper the cashier somebody can't get their credit card working whatever it is so i found it useful to say you know what i dafka i want to go specifically for the longest line i choose the longest line and i do that with a little bit of humor and a little bit of seriousness and it feels to me that because i'm grabbing trying to grab onto the shortest line so hashem says my dear friend, we're gonna we're gonna teach you some patience, but when I when I come in with that recognition from the onset, you know what? I don't need the shortest line. I'll take the, I'll take the longest line. Happened to me this past Friday. I went first to the longest line, and then out of the corner of my eye, I noticed that there was another line that was much shorter, and I th- and I felt like you know, I was in that right space. I can go over to the what looks like the shortest line because I'm not doing it out of grabbiness. And indeed, I went over to that line and it was shorter. The paper did get stuck in the in the cash register, but she fixed it rather quickly. Okay. Says the altar, the person, the individual is not worried about tomorrow. Why? Because he feels inside of himself. 
That if he has trust in God, he has everything. Every question that a person has, every issue that a person faces in life can be answered with bitachon, with trust in God. That's the ultimate answer. All the other things that we trust in, all the other places that we place our trust, they might work, they might not. But God, as he says later on, is the shevish ha'atzlachas. God is the root of all success. So any person that we're going to go to to ask for help, the only way that that person will be able to help us is if God grants him the success for us. So why go to the, to the messenger, go straight to the source? If we trust in Hashem, we have everything. It's the answer to every problem. So that's the first aspect, is that a person who has bitachon, so he's got the answers. He's got the answers. Vashenis, so the first one, I'm sorry again, is that he has the answers and therefore he has he has menuchas nefesh. He's he's calm. The second concept is an amazing deep concept. We're going to start it now. We'll get more into it next time. The concept is that He is someone who is a balbitachan. He is somebody who has. It's like it's like we're going to see. He's going to give us an example, but but. The, the altar of Navarak himself, he used to sign his name, Yosef Yevel Harvitz, Bez Bez. After his name, he would write the two letters Bez Bez. And some people write MD, some people write MSW, whatever the letters are, the people write, but he would write Bez Bez, which stood for, excuse me, Balbi Tochen. Because he had that sense inside of himself, that was his Mila, that was his advantage, that was his, you know, his Shem Ta'ar. He had a degree in bitachin. That was his his thing. That was his ability. So, the person who has bitachin, this is the second aspect. So he has that mile. He says we're gonna we'll see it next time. But he says it's like somebody who's very powerful, despite the fact that people he's very strong. He's an amazing um, commander of armies. So besides for the fact that he could make money off of that. Besides for the fact that people will pay him for that, but there's the actual Mila itself, the the Shem Davar, the title that he has that he is a commander. He is he is an awesome military uh, strategist. Just that thing itself is something awesome. The fact that someone is a Baal Bitochen, he has the Derech Habitochen, that in itself is the second aspect which the which he has, and what it means is, as we'll see next time that everywhere he goes, he knows that he doesn't have to worry about anything. He will never have to worry about anything ever again in his life because he always has bitachon, and bitachon always works. You can always depend on Hashem. Hashem will always be there for him. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. And before I wrap up, I want to mention that I'd like to start a group, a live group of people speaking about bitachon, working on bitachon, a men's group, a women's group, a men's group led by men, a women's group led by women. If you are interested in such a thing, I invite you to send me an email, arigoldwag at gmail.com. And we'll see how much interest there is, and, and, and with Hashem's help, we'll start working on this together.